Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2, looking at verse 10 today. Christian, again, you are special to God, as special as his very own people. Because as a believer, that's exactly what you are. Which in time past were not a people, but now the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Again, Christian, you are special to God. Most of us have seen before and after pictures of remodeled houses, restored cars, or dieting people. Those who take before and after pictures make it a point with lighting, angles, color, and presentation to give the before the most hideous, unattractive photo possible. The after pictures are well-lit, colorful, full of smiles, and incredibly attractive. Now, the before and after views of our spiritual condition need no enhancement, no doctoring up or Photoshop. When you were an unbeliever without mercy, you were in serious trouble. Once you experience God's mercy, things dramatically change. Be thankful. Before, which in time past were not a people and had not obtained mercy. Peter must have been a reader. Are you? If not, by the way, you should be. He once again digs into the Old Testament prophets to show how God works in the lives of suffering followers. The prophet Hosea was referring to the prodigal Jews when he wrote these words, And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. That's Hosea 2.23. How did we as unbelievers look in time past? The before picture of our lost condition was not only spiritually unattractive, it was certainly undeserving of God's love, compassion, and mercy. Peter is echoing Paul's teaching to the Ephesians, who clearly describes the before picture, wherein in time past, You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom you also had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Okay, now let's look at the after. Now are the people of God who have obtained mercy. The joyful picture of forgiveness cannot be expressed in words how undeserving we are. God's mercy, in essence, is keeping back from us that which we truly deserve, judgment, punishment, damnation, condemnation. Paul not only described the before picture in Ephesians 2, 2 and 3, he now explains the after picture in Ephesians 2, 4 through 9. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved? And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, meditating on this passage is a joy. What is God rich in? Mercy. What kind of love does God choose to love us with? Great love. What condition were we in before God's love and mercy? Dead in sins. Uh, What does God want to show us in the ages to come? The exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness. 
What does God call our salvation through faith? A gift of God. Then since salvation is a gift of God, we can never do what? We can never boast. We can never brag. The more you meditate on your wickedness and on God's mercy, the more vivid the contrast of the before and after picture. Believer, what we are and what we were are worlds apart, or as God put it, as far as the east is from the west. You may be able to turn over a new leaf, uh, rehabilitate yourself, or put on a happy face, but you cannot give life to that which is dead. Only God can do that. Suffering Christian, we are the people of God. One book of the Bible many speed read through is the book of Leviticus. Although it pales in excitement compared to the creation of Genesis or the description of Egypt's ten plagues in Exodus, it certainly does not take a back seat in its comfort to God's people. The central theme of Leviticus is holiness. In context, holiness is not just sinlessness, but describes the unique, special, one-of-kind relationship between God and his people. Those whom God chose and those who chose God were sanctified, set apart, or made holy unto himself. For anyone, especially those struggling with persecution and rejection in Peter's day, Leviticus would be an incredible blessing. You can use these passages to encourage your friends who feel rejected, misunderstood, and ridiculed for their faith and identification with Jesus Christ. Leviticus 11:44. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing or creep that creepeth upon the earth, for I am the Lord that brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Leviticus 20, verse 26, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people. I love this, that you should be mine. And then 1 Peter 2, 10, Which in time past were not a people, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Hey, these are great verses, and I'm so thankful that we get to study and meditate together. But our time is up, and I do hope that if you need any more help, stop by the uh, website, ranhummel.com. But until then, I hope that you have a really good day.